present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, The Antidote to Panel Games with Colin Sell at the piano. Your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the show that does for comedy what Kylie Minogue does for John Inman. <laughs> the team's on my left, Bill Tidy and Graham Garden. On my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. First, first, can I introduce a woman who found an alternative use for the Humber Bridge? Our scorer, Samantha. <laughs> Our opening round is called Double Feature and takes as its premise the appalling poverty of the film industry. Sadly, all new films will have to be combinations of old films. Graham Garden takes up the story. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, they're making a combination of Good Morning Vietnam and Lolita and calling it Good Morning Judge. <laughs> <laughs> Tim? Arnold Schwarzenegger is to uh, star in one of these mega productions <clears throat> of uh, E.T. Under Milk Wood and Sugar Babies to make a really good, strong cup of tea. <laughs> Willie Rushton. I actually saw this over a marquee. It was Fatal Attraction and Coming to America, which makes Coming Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any more, Graham? Yes, they're going to combine Claire's knee and Earthquake to make a knee tremble. <laughs> <laughs> the Squeeze is a new musical, uh, musical film with The Squeeze of starring a remake of Easy Rider, PC-49 and The Lemon Drop Kid to produce Easy Peasy Lemon and Squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> Ipcrest file, perhaps, in Facts of Life? Filofax? <laughs> this is quite a complex trio that's coming out. First of all, I started with Full Metal Jacket and Murphy's Law, which produces a jacket potato. Um, <laughs> They've got Murphy's Law and Paddy Ashdown, which produces a potato salad. Uh, and finally, Murphy's Law and the Naked Civil Servant, which produces a potato crisp. <laughs> Any more? Right. Let's go on to the point where, the, where I give the team's advance warning of the late arrivals they'll be announcing at the end of the show. Today I'm asking for late arrivals to the car dealer's ball. The car dealer's ball. We go on now to a round called Bedtime Story. I shall ask each team to tell a bedtime story which will be enhanced by a series of sound effects. To add to the fun, <laughs> our technician will have his fingers in his ears to avoid hearing the story so he can't tell which effect to play in when. Right, we're going to start with you, Tim and Willie, and I'll, you change over after each sound effect. So, Tim and Willie, your story is Robinson Crusoe. That one doesn't have a, a musical introduction. Oh, sorry, Do you no. mind? <laughs> it does now. <clears throat> well, we can always cut it out. <laughs> oh, I wonder why they didn't cut it out. <laughs> Who's going to start, Tim or Willie? Once upon a time... Oh, you've gone asleep. No, once upon a time... A man called Crusoe, the Christian name of Robinson, was on a ship, and the ship was wrecked, and everybody was killed, but Robinson Crusoe swam to the shore, and there on the shore, 
He heard this noise. Which is the only noise you can really associate with a man who leaves only one footprint. (laughs) 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 It was Man Friday, running away from some cannibals who who had been um, attempting to eat him. Uh, They'd actually only eaten a leg. That was why the one footprint. Um, However, Robinson Crusoe panicked, because in the distance he could hear these cannibals. Now, being a sensible man, uh, Robinson, he decided that it would be better to get away from the cannibals, and he hid in a cave. But at the back of the cave, he suddenly heard this. Pardon me, said the parrot. (laughs) (laughs) Who was, as there was nothing nothing odd about Robinson Crusoe, uh, to provide a good deal of satisfaction over the years for for Robinson, unlike Man Friday. There was nothing nothing queer about Robinson. One day he thought, I'd better do something about this, so he ascended a great hill and uh, put up a bonfire and lit it. (laughs) Then thought better of it and put it out. (laughs) His meals were, no, his his everyday life was Saturday parrot, Sunday parrot, Monday parrot, Tuesday parrot, (laughs) Wednesday parrot, Thursday parrot, man Friday. (laughs) Because he was a little bit odd. And so odd that when he walked, he made this noise. (laughs) (laughs) Imitating the parrot, really. Which quite quite reasonably attracted a vessel uh, which came ashore and rescued him. (laughs) The end? Yes. Okay, now, Graham and Bill, yours is the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. Oh. No, seriously. It's... Do you mind? It's very rise and fall of the Roman Empire music, if I may say so. Your story is The Three Little Pigs. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Once upon a time, there were three little pigs who sold their piano and left it far behind. (laughs) And they built three little houses. One built the house out of straw, another one built a house out of wood, and the third one built a house out of... (coughs) It was awfully difficult to keep this house still. But using 15,000 tons of pies, the house was anchored, and the pigs were living happily, although none of them were terribly sure that they'd made the right choice. So, they looked out of the window one day, and the smallest pig who had built a silly house of straw saw, coming towards him, a huge... Limousine driven by a wolf. (laughs) 
In no time at all, the wolf had screeched to a halt outside the pig's house, leapt up, put 10p in the parking meter, and rushed up to the front door and hammered on it, saying, by the hairs of my chinny-chin-chin, etc., I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. All the pig said, no, not by the hairs of my chinny-chin-chin. That's the one with the hairy chin, wasn't it, the pig? Mm -hmm. And the wolf said, all right, I've warned you, and before the pig knew it... The Prime Minister had intervened. <laughs> but it was too late. As the tiny pig screamed, the great wolf lifted a jack out of its car boot and smashed his little skull in. <gasps> then moved on to the second house, which was built of sticks. Now, sticks built to the builder's specifications of sticks. Not too good, but this was a Tudor, desirable Tudor stick residence <laughs> with three up, two down, and a very large... Chicken. <laughs> what did you call me? Well, now, the wolf rather fancied this, chicken and pork on the same menu, so rushed up to the front door and did all the huffing and puffing speech and the pig said no and made reference to its hairy chin for reasons best known to itself, I suppose. <laughs> so once again, the wolf took a great deep breath and... <laughs> swallowed the grandfather clock. <laughs> At least it'll keep me on time and regular, he said. <laughs> and we go on now to a musical round called Singing Sprint. And I have to warn the teams that the first four past the post are automatically subjected to a drugs test. <laughs> Our teams must sing a song I give them as fast as they can. The teams are accompanied by Colin Sell. <laughs> that's enough, that's enough. By Tim and Willie. You're going to start now. Will you sing the song Without You? Without you? Without you. You can sing it on your own. <laughs> And your face when you are leaving But I guess that's just the way the story goes You will always... What? <laughs> Could you do it a little bit faster? We go as fast as a piano, huh? Yes, if he can't keep up <laughs> Right OK, will you start again, please? I Excellent. I'll tell you what, you did that in uh, 
52 seconds. I've had shorter affairs. But it, it, <laughs> if I'd actually started the stopwatch, you might have done it a bit quicker. <laughs> Graham and Bill, will you sing the song Imagine? No hell below us, above us, only sky. Imagine, Imagine all the people living for today. Straight round to the doctors, you two. <laughs> round called Strange Bedfellows. In this round, I shall be asking our teams for some odd married couples. National award marks for wit and tastelessness in reverse order. <laughs> Let's start over your side, Graham and Bill. Uh, Wincy and Norman Willis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a thought. Welcome that lovely couple, Limford and Agatha Christie. <laughs> Bill? A very odd couple. I think Ben and Jack Johnson. Both on steroids, but doing very well, thank you. George and Kate Bush. <laughs> Graham? Nick and Diana Ross. <laughs> Nigel and Tony Benn. It's a pretty old Ron and Sweeney Todd. My match of the day would be Jimmy and Fanny Hill. <laughs> Elephant and Carnarvon Castle. <laughs> AJP and Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Wilfred and Branston Pickles. <clears throat> Bill, any more? Well, I've got George the Third. Graham? I'm sorry, is that rhyming slang? Yes, exactly. <laughs> How about uh, Steve and Betty Davis? <laughs> An unlikely duo, Trevor and Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Very unlikely, Frankie and Margaret Howard. <laughs> Bill and Dot Cotton. How about Frank and Betty Windsor? <laughs> yes. Any more on that round? Kenny and Bet Lynch. <laughs> Kenneth and Josephine Baker. Norman and Powell, Pauline Fowler. <laughs> Bella and Linda Lugosi. <laughs> That's not a name, is it? <laughs> OK, should we go on to the next game? Yes, let's, hump. Right, it's called Mornington Crescent. Ah. <laughs> and I have to inform the team that as Bill is here today, we'll be playing Skipton's Double. So beware. Why? OK. Why? 
Because I told you because Bill's here today. Tim, you start for that. Will you start, Tim, please? Well, I can't start in that case, can I, with those rules? It's got to be Bill that starts. No, no, you start. I can't go right through the rule book for you, Tim. <laughs> Take it from me, I you start. I'm right. I'm right. It, yeah. it, it no, he's not. Skeptical. I'll do it, but we'll get complaints. So now we have a... <laughs> Actually, I've got a complaint anyway, but that's none of your business. Um, the archway. I beg your pardon, Graham. Uh, Bill should have started with those rules, surely. <laughs> Bill, it's your turn now. We'll take that as the start. As the start. No, we won't. We'll start with our turn. I don't want to hear any more of this, teams. Can I start with a risky one? Because I'm not too As sure. long as you start, I don't care. So he is starting. No, he's not. Samantha, do you want to borrow my India rubber or <laughs> take out all of Tim? India? So, with, with, Tim, with Tim trailing by quite a lot, it's now, it's now Bill to continue. Has Bill started he, yet? He started with Archway. He started Archway. with Archway. Now, let's play the game series. Nothing worse than a frivolous game of morning. <laughs> Old Compton Street. Oh, what a good start. <laughs> that was through a bluff, the, wasn't it? The chair, that was... was that the start, or are we starting with Archway? <laughs> I mean, can we, can we ignore Archway now altogether and just start... We started with Archway. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What did you say, Bill? Now, Bill's already played. He said Old Compton Street. Oh, Whether Compton he meant to or not, I don't care. Oh, oh. It's your turn, Willie Rushton. Right, OK, fine, yes. Um, Fulham Road in that case, but <laughs> under protest. Archway. Oh, yes. I beg your pardon, Humph, I was wrong. No, I told you, you in the first place. No, you weren't. You weren't wrong. Yeah. He was. Yeah. <laughs> you wait. Go on, Tim. Hurry along. You sound like a policeman. <laughs> Hurry along, Northumberland Avenue, sir. <clears throat> Northumberland Avenue, sorry. Burton's Arcade. What town are you now? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We Not a bad that. start. We're playing Skipton. Oh, I, was, I, was just, I was just fooling you guys. I know you were. Go on, Willie. Uh, yes, right, fine. Okay, Piccadilly. Easy. Straight down the middle. Piccadilly. Oxford. Uh, Sorry, I'm trying to get three moves ahead. Um, Wolverhampton. <laughs> Mornington Crescent. To which there is no response. I'm He's not. right. Yes? He's right. <laughs> Sorry, partner. That was one of the more interesting versions of the game. We go on to, oh, we go on to another musical round called Fourth Bridge. The teams must sing a song missing out every fourth word. And the winners will receive a weekend in the Danish pastry of their choice. Bill, Bill and Graham, we're going to start with you. And we're definitely going to start with you. I don't want any argument. 
Your song is Um Papa. Uh, 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 does Um Papa count as one word or is each Um and each Papa a separate? Thank you. Um Papa, Papa, that it goes. Um Papa, Um Papa, everyone knows. They suppose what they do suppose when here um pop <laughs> There's a little they're singing in city, especially when they're on the or the beer. You've got the your own imaginations tell you just what what you want to hear. Um papa, now it goes. Papa Everyone knows. <laughs> oh, suppose what the want to suppose they hear Om Very nearly word perfect there. So Tim and Willie, follow that. Whistle a happy tune. Whenever I feel I hold my erect happy tune some will suspect I'm while shivering in shoes I strike careless pose that happy tune no one ever knows I play But for that argument earlier on, you'd be in the lead now. The next round is called... Oh, we started. In this round, this next round, I'm going to ask our teams to make up some limericks that are suitable for broadcasting. So we'll move on hurriedly to... Now, I'm going to chance my arm, and I'll give you the first line, and you take one line each, starting with you, Tim. While washing my smalls in Bangkok... You're a dead man. <laughs> well, in pain, anyway. Uh, while washing my smalls in Bangkok, where you bash them quite hard on a rock. By the banks of a creek, I let out a shriek when I missed them and mangled my... <laughs> Sock. <laughs> right, here's one to, for you to continue, Bill. While seated one day at the B Day. <laughs> While seated one day at the B Day, my thoughts drifted right back to D Day. <laughs> On Omaha Beach. I inquired of this peach. How about it? She said, Kel Bonida. <laughs> Here's one for you, Willie. Posing naked can often be fun. <laughs> Is that just between you and Willie? 
Posing naked can often be fun, <laughs> said the priest with a wink to the nun. <laughs> she replied, but I'm chaste. He said, oh, what a waste. <laughs> he said, I see it worse on page three of the sun. <laughs> And finally, one for you to continue, Graham. When they raised the Titanic, they found... When they raised the Titanic, they found that the band had survived and not drowned. They hadn't gone far. They were still in the bar. <laughs> and that is why Humph's still around. <laughs> Thank you, Willie. With you now in a uh, completely invincible lead, it's time for Samantha and me to tidy the stationary cupboard while the teams announce the late arrivals at the car dealer's ball. You're welcome. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, after you. No, no. Please. All right, after me. Yes. From the east, Mr. and Mrs. Ota and their daughter Toya. <laughs> this MRT test making a welcome return. <laughs> <laughs> And there's Roy Rogers driving his Audi partner. <laughs> also from the Wild West is Tex Disc. <laughs> nice to see the Russians here, I thought. Is that Mr. and Mrs. Zim and their son Watt and their daughter Samara Wizim? <laughs> from the Orient again, the family Bushy and their daughter from page three of the son Mitzi. <laughs> And a whole crowd arriving here. Will you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Metro and their daughter Minnie? With her boyfriend Austin and his dog Rover. <laughs> they called... came with Morris Minor and Major Service. <laughs> and the Carburetta family with the twin Carburettas. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Livery and their daughter Frida? <laughs> I see a big end's gone. <laughs> From down there, you would. Uh, what's that noise? Oh, it's the Saabs crying again, those Saab sisters. Also from Sweden, we welcome Mr. and Mrs. Owner of Vicar, I promise you. <laughs> and their son, last owner of Vicar, I promise you. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Screenwipers and their daughter, Wynne. Uh, uh, it's the wheels, and is that a bit of spare with them, I see? <laughs> From France, oh, eh? the family O, the son Ron. <laughs> Sit, Ron. Germany, Horst Power, <laughs> and his dead friend, the ex-Horst Pipe. <laughs> Help yourselves to the food, we keep it in the larder, about all it's fit for, really. We've had a letter from a family who say we enjoy the late arrivals game best of all. We don't listen to the panel, we make up our own at home. <laughs> I've got news for you, you're winning. 
I expect they've got Mr. and Mrs. Stration numbers and their son registration numbers. <laughs> Almost certainly, yes. yes. Well, that's all for this week. Join us again next time. Until then, goodbye from all of us. Timbrook Taylor, Graham Garden, Willie Rushton and Bill Tidy were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Spencer.